Welcome to The Greenhouse Effect. Our hope is that this podcast would be like a greenhouse to help you get unstuck and grow in your full potential because life ought to be fully lived. Hello and welcome back to <laughs> The Greenhouse Effect podcast. Who punched your button? <laughs> I'm Steve Perkins, and this is... What is it? Tommy The Greenhouse Effect. Oh, Tommy Thompson. That's who I am. Um, And today, we want to continue the fun game of asking one question and kind of answering that question um, on the episode. And so today's question um, I want to ask you, Tommy, is all about how do you take back control of your day? Well, great. I, I, this is like a huge one. I mean, this is definitely uh, something that I have really strong feelings about because yeah. this is something that I've I've struggled with for a long, long time. So I have to kind of give a little context for this. So I can remember back in my 20s, uh, later 20s, when we were, uh, my brother and I were running businesses and I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off, just uh, every day just felt like it started as a sprint and ended just in exhaustion. And I can remember I had this this great routine in the morning. I figured out what time I needed to walk out the door. <laughs> and I counted back, uh, as I can recall, I counted back 20 minutes. because I And that was the minute that the alarm went off. Because <laughs> I figured that I could get out of the bed, uh-huh. I could run in, take a really fast shower, I could get dressed, I could eat something in about two minutes, and I would be exactly, it was a 20-minute perfect routine at a dead sprint. Yeah, you need to loosen up your schedule. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> so I, I did that, and I was just always exhausted. Yeah. So I was running crazy. Now, part of it was that I believed at my core that I was a night owl. So every minute in the morning that I could sleep extra was absolutely critical. So I went went that way for a long time. And then all of a sudden, I just, I just hit a wall. Life wasn't working. And I got desperate. And I was hungry. And I was worn out and exhausted. And Nothing was working. Mm-hmm. And so for the first time in my life, I can remember I started getting up earlier. Uh-huh. <laughs> I started giving myself some morning time space where I could let myself settle, let myself think, pray, read, get myself set for the day. And I found everything began to look different once I did that. So I went through that for a long time, and then I kind of hit another wall where I was doing that, but that morning time I was just so exhausted because I just I wasn't getting enough sleep, uh-huh. basically, when I came to it. So then it takes me a little while to learn these things. This is like over decades. <laughs> so then I finally hit the point where I realized my morning time begins the night before, mm-hmm. and that... As long as I was going to stay up and waste my midnight hours and stay up to 11 and 12, wasting time on any number of things, I was going to be exhausted if I got up early in the morning. So I came up with this concept, which I think is core 
to regaining control of your day. And it's this concept of framing the day that if you, if you begin the, well, I should actually reverse it. If you end the previous day well, you set the stage to begin the next day well, which then makes all the stuff in the middle work so much better. Huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, so there you go, guys. Uh, just go ahead and do that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy, right? Yeah. Well, that you know, that's kind of my question is, um, and this taps into my story a bit, because when our lives started intersecting, you were encouraging me to think about this idea of morning routine and framing your day. And there was that pushback that just happened naturally. You know, even though I was actually pretty receptive to the idea and I wanted to try it, right? everything in me was kicking back going, well, yeah, you know, easy for you to say now that you've kind of implemented that, but I'm busy. Like, I've got all these things and I'm a night owl and I've tried for years to get up earlier and I can't do it. I, I mean, at the, at the time, I had tried so many different alarm clocks. I was actually on this one that was an app called like math alarm or something where literally it gave you complex math problems in the morning that you had to solve right. to turn the alarm off <laughs> and then or it would be simple ones but you had to solve like five in a row correctly and so right. the alarm is just going off for you know 20 minutes while i'm trying right. to solve math half awake but yeah i mean what would you say to someone who's coming at this the way I was. Like, that sounds great, but it's so unrealistic. Well, I totally get it because that's the way I was. But you know what the easiest way to convince yourself that it can be done Mm -hmm. is travel from the East Coast to the West Coast. (laughs) Because the minute you do that, you'll be exhausted by 8 or 9 o'clock at night because Uh it's midnight on the East Coast. You'll go to bed at 8 or 9 o'clock at night, and you're going to end up waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning refreshed. I love it. And you'll be thinking, well, that's not right because it's 8 o'clock on the East Coast time. So we can do it. The problem is that generally we're not desperate enough to do it. And it was out of desperation that I actually started to change things. So I remember when you and I first started talking about it, how your first angle was, okay, I really believe this thing about routine and having this time. I'm just going to do it in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And and I thought, okay, well, don't Good think luck. it'll work. <laughs> Good luck with it. But because all my life I've tried to do it at some time other than the morning, it has never worked. And that's been my experience too. You know, I... I always have tried some element of routines at different times of the day. And same thing, it never works because what I find is so many things crop up during the day that were unplanned. So even if I plan the day to have that space, it's totally botched by the time I get there. Well, and I realize that for me, uh, you know, once I get to that certain point, which is fairly early in the day, my mind starts racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mind's going really fast with all the things that I need to do and that I need to accomplish. And that I actually both can't operate well when my mind's going that fast. So the early morning time helps me to slow my mind down. But that if I if I tried to implement slowing my mind down once my mind got going quickly, it just wouldn't work. Right. And, you know, on a similar note, the morning time is almost the only time when you have that kind of clean slate. Absolutely. And it's not every morning, uh, I understand, but but most mornings you do kind of have, especially if you got some good sleep, you have that kind of fresh, clean slate again where um, you're not cluttered. Your mind isn't cluttered with all the things of the day yet. 
Right. And a lot of this is almost like building the the discipline of exercising. You know, uh-huh. when you haven't been exercising, the first thing in your mind is, I could, I could never find time to exercise. Then the second thing is you do it and you go, this is absolutely miserable. <laughs> you know, there's nothing good about it. And then finally, with a little bit of time, you reach that point where you go, I can't live without this. Yeah. So the morning time routine to me is like that on steroids. Mm-hmm. It's 10 times more. It's become the most important thing for my overall mental, emotional, even physical and spiritual health mm-hmm. is starting. It's 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 the core. It's framing the day. It's putting the beautiful frame so that the picture in the middle of it looks great. You just framed that up so good, Tommy. I did. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually, I know you're kind of joking, but I actually love the idea of if someone was really serious about wanting to do this, but not fully in desperation mode yet or struggling to start. Yeah, you could almost make a vacation out of it. Literally do a trip across time zones um, and make it a fun trip and at the same time weave this goal into it. That'd be kind of fun. Sure, because we have to convince ourselves that actually we're the issue. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and when we think the external circumstances are such that we can't do it because of the external circumstances, we've already lost the battle. So we have to actually learn to say, actually it's just our problem. I don't want to, I don't care enough about it. And I know that's kind of harsh, but it's also kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right. Yeah. So, I mean, just to summarize, you know, the question was, how can you take back control of your days? And essentially your answer is frame up your day with first a morning routine. First a nighttime routine. First a nighttime routine that leads to being able to do that morning routine. Right. And everything in the middle kind of takes care of itself. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give a a tangible something that someone can try if, if they're brave on this. And what I would what I would uh, challenge people to do is to reverse engineer their day. So figure out when you need to be out the door, even if you work from home, when you're needing to start your kind of productivity. Mm-hmm. So if that's seven o'clock, if it's eight o'clock, it really doesn't matter. Then count back from that a, a solid hour. You know, um, if you, if you, if you're going to, Put in time for, you know, shower and everything. They might have to count back an hour and a half. So that's your beginning point. Then count back from that an additional eight hours, and you'll figure out what time you need to go to bed. So theoretically, if you you had to be out the door at 8, count back to 6.30, count back eight hours from that, and you know, well, I'm going to need to be in bed, lights out, starting to sleep at 10.30, 10.30, I think yeah. that is. So, and then if you're not, that's your issue. So I love it. And if that feels daunting to you and you want to try it, just commit to trying it for five days. Yeah. And see how it goes. Sure. Because you're, you're you know, if you reverse engineer, your wake up time might be slightly different, you know, on the weekends. So uh, mine is, some people say that's, you know, uh, the end that you can never do that, but you know, it works for me. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, like usual, we want to give um, a recommendation of a podcast or a book. And uh, today's is called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. 
Um, I was actually at a conference called Catalyst when he spoke there. Huh. And it was amazing because he spoke right after a brains, um, kind of a applied neuroscience expert. Right. She's yeah. one of the, has been for a long time, one of the leaders in, um, in applied brain research and habits and how people form good habits and break bad habits and all of that. And so she talked about the real nitty gritty science of it, actually showed us a video of the brain changing composition when you're changing a habit. It's like a physical change. And then um, the author of this book, Power of Habit, Charles, he spoke after that a more about more of the practical side of it. And so he gives a bit of a, um, I'm actually re- currently reading this right now. He gives, um, he frames up a bunch of research that's happened, um, particularly on uh, how they trained a rat to kind of like change a habit or create a new habit right? and, and how that happened. And I, what I love about his book is he takes all of the sciencey stuff that most of us would never read or want to read or be able to read through and kind of summarizes it into the key uh, framework and takeaways. And he says, if you want to create a new habit, you know, here is how to do it in a simple framework. And so um, he talks about something called a keystone habit, which is like, if you could do this one habit, implement it well, it'll naturally help you do all the other habits you want to do. And I think that's exactly like this morning routine. Right. Great supplementary, complementary book to what we're talking about. If this is daunting, if you don't think you can do it and want some help on, you know, and a good book on how to kind of create a core habit in your life, uh, that's a great book for it. Here at the Greenhouse Effect, we are big fans of our friends at Belay Solutions. They are a company that provides virtual assistants and bookkeepers and social media managers. We want to give you a taste of what it's like to work with Belay from one of their clients. His name is Dave Richards, the CEO and lead coach for Elite Performance Associates. Belay saved me. When I was focused on growing my business, you know, I can think of recently um, I was working with a high profile, uh, you know, federal government agency on a conference for them. And it had a lot of moving parts. You know, my VA allowed me to confidently let go of all of those things and just focus solely on preparing content and delivering a high value program to the client. Belay follows up with me. How can I give more this constant prodding of you know, how do you, how can we help you more? How can we pull more from your plate so that you can do, you know, what you're meant to do and what you're best at? If you resonate with any of this and you want more information, we have partnered with Belay to offer $200 off of your startup costs. And if you want to learn more about that or have a free consultation with a member of the Belay team, just click the link in the show notes or go to belaysolutions.com backslash next step. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with a friend. Don't forget to subscribe and come on, do us a favor. Leave a five-star review. It'll help others find the show too.